Hey everyone, Scott Solari, and welcome back to the Entrepreneurial Wealth Manager Podcast, where we interview successful wealth managers and coaches in order to learn about their journey, the obstacles they've overcome, and how you can model their approach to build your wealth management business. I'm super excited for today's guest. Uh, we have Bart Wisanowski. He is the co-founder and director of advisorwebsites.com, a leading provider of website creation support maintenance for professionals in the financial industry. He's also the co-founder of Title Multimedia, uh, an award-winning web design firm specializing in large and user-based community portals. Bart also has uh, gotten involved with uh, a multitude of different companies. One, uh, Libby, Libby Girl Makeup. He's a passionate entrepreneur. And the biggest thing that he's focused on right now is being the chairman of Radness for Bucket Lists, a social media passion project of his um, since he loves uh, building culture and helping build the culture, not only with his, in, his own firm, but um, also by building this uh, bucket list program to help others achieve uh, their their bucket list uh, items and and knock them off their list. So, uh, on this podcast, guys, you're going to learn uh, from Bart not only about the importance, uh, obviously, as an advisor of having a website, having your brand, having content out there, um, and and really learning, you know what you need a website for and why, right? So the the biggest thing is that you're going to learn on this podcast, if you listen uh, moving forward, is how, how to figure out exactly why uh, your website message is so important to attracting the right type of client uh, into your business. So stay tuned, listen to the podcast, and uh, I'll catch you on the back end. And thank you again for being an amazing audience. Scott Slarry here, super excited to be interviewing Bart Wisnowski uh, with Advisor Websites. Bart, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited for this, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I listened to your show a few times and I really enjoy it. Awesome. So I just wanted to, uh, I always like to start out, Bart, I want to, you know, hear a little bit about, about you, um, your story and kind of how you got into the business of website building, especially something so niche as uh, doing it for financial advisors. So t- give me a little background. Tell me about this kind of how this all started. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, a little bit by accident. Well, mostly by accident. Uh, in university, uh, that's where I met my business partner. Uh, and we're kind of like tossing ideas around what do we want to do with our lives and, and whatnot. Um, and one of the big ideas was let's start a business. And uh, the business we decided to start was a traditional web development agency. Um, and it was an interesting business to get into. Uh, and uh, so we started that and we started um, our business for you know a number of years. But also when I was in university, I, I had another, I met another friend in a finance class. I got a degree in finance and management information systems or something along those lines. Uh, and I remember I met Nelson in a finance class. Uh, and when he heard that me and Jason had started a, a web development agency, he came to us and he said, Hey, you know what? I just became a financial advisor. Could you, you know, hook me up and do a website for me? And, you know, like at the time, our, our business was young and, you know, we weren't really doing too much else. And I, you know, I knew the budget wasn't going to be big, but I was like, sure, what the heck? Uh, let's, uh, let's give it a try. So, you know, we did this website. We didn't think much of it. Uh, and then over the next few years, we continued to build our traditional web, web business. 
Um, but one thing we noticed is that we started getting a lot more of advisors coming to us saying, hey, you know, we saw this website you built for Nelson or we saw a website you built for one of Nelson's friends. Um, and I remember maybe about four or five years into it, we kind of stood back and we're like, holy smokes, we've got like three or 400 of these advisors' websites. Um, and we kind of paused and kind of, I remember coming to a decision and saying, okay, let's sell the traditional web development agency, let's build a product and let's focus in on a niche. And that was, uh, you know, a few years ago and we haven't looked back since. Nice, man. I, I love, I love that. And I love how it, it nat naturally, like it organically started to happen. And, and it goes back to kind of the whole word of mouth thing you do. You did it for your one friend and then it continued to roll over from there. Um, so when you, when you made that transition, you know, the web development into the advisors, you know, for, for financial advisors are listening at, you know, that potentially are listening to this podcast, right? Um, wh what, what things did you start to do specifically that you needed to do to make sure that you're really helping them and having the right content or having the right type of pages or the, you know, we, we all know about compliance in the financial industry and, and, and kind of, you know, talk to me about some of the, the growth that you had to do in order to make sure that you were setting them up for success to have these front facing websites for their businesses. Yeah. So it was a very interesting transition because uh, you know, the traditional agency model and putting together a website specifically for an advisor, there's a lot of similarities, but there's quite a few differences. And we really needed to kind of take the best of both worlds and marry the two up. So I remember uh, when we were first doing the first few websites, having things like, you know, what's a compliance thing, right? So um, we really got to understand the, the compliance, the process, um, and kind of uh, marrying the, the web development world and, you know, uh, working within a highly regulated industry, we had to make sure uh, we needed to make that easy for our, our, our clients, for the advisors. Because uh, one of the things we want to do is we want to make it easy. We don't want an advisor to spend, you know, six months putting together a, a website for their practice. You know, they, they're so much better at uh, working with their clients and delivering value that way. So uh, we wanted to provide them with a very good uh, approach. Um, you know, the, the very fortunate thing we had on our end is, you know, we had built, uh, when, we, when we made the big switch, we've built hundreds of these. We're up to, you know, well into the thousands of websites that we've built. So we've been through the process many a times. Um, so we know that, you know, a good portion of our, our clients are going to get stuck on the content phase. So we're able to anticipate a lot of the needs that they may have not thought through. Uh, so uh, putting together a good process that's specific for our industry, specific for the niche, uh, I think is kind of the most important difference that we have to kind of adjust to. So it, it was a very good and interesting process. And, you know, to be honest with you, we're always tweaking it and always adjusting it because as, you know, in the technology space, things are always evolving. There's new techniques and technologies coming out. Uh, it's, a, and it's an ever-changing sort of environment. So as, if I'm an advisor and I'm coming in and I'm uh, grabbing one of your websites and, and working with you guys, tell me a little bit about like the process and what you guys handle. And like as an advisor, how much is um, I'm responsible for for getting content up or getting what, whatever up on the site to make sure that it's, it's functioning, working properly the way I want to work? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. So one of the first things that I usually like to think about is that before, you know, an advisor or anybody puts together a, a project, especially a website, I think it's really important to define the goals. Like, what do you, what do you really want a website for? Like, you know, everybody should have a website, but wh why do you want to have a website specifically? Because depending on your goals and your objectives, there's different levels of involvement. There's different levels of 
different techniques that you can use. So one of the things I always sort of recommend is like, you know, what do you want a website for as an advisor? Is it, you know, an online digital presence? Um, is it something that you want to service your existing clients? Is it a tool that you're going to use in the prospecting? Are you going to become a subject matter expert? Uh, because depending on what your goals and objectives are, uh, it'll determine the amount of uh, involvement and effort that you need to put into it. Uh, and there's different avenues. So I think that as an advisor, the first thing I would do is, you know, why do I want a website and what am I willing to put into it? Uh, and then once you have that in the back of your head, uh, you know, most vendors that you work with will typically recommend the process. Um, and, uh, you know, I find that some of the best work that we do is advisors that follow the process, but provide good feedback within the process. Uh, so, you know, if, if we say to one of our clients, like, you know, like, Right now, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, like, let's say, you know, you want to, you want to do a blog, blog site, uh, you know, like if we recommend a certain layout for a blog because we're seeing a lot more traffic or the usability of that site, uh, then that's usually probably a good, uh, advice to follow. Uh, and then good feedback, good, give good feedback that might be very suitable to your brand or your practice. So that's kind of how I usually look at him. Um, and you know, stay within the process boundaries, but definitely, uh, challenge it where you can. Awesome. So. I want to jump a little bit, Bart, and talk a little bit because every every advisor listening to this is probably at some stage in, in building their business, right? Whether they're beginning and they're kind of new or they're further along, they have a team or they're trying to really scale up and have a huge team. Obviously, you've built a business kind of from scratch. So I want to talk a little bit about on, you know, your kind of entrepreneurial spirit and what you've done to build the business that you have and how you've been able to keep growing and get the right people in place and get the right systems in place and kind of scale up your business. I know that you have different programs in order to not only build the business, but also build the culture. So talk to me a little bit about that, that maybe some of the financial advisors that are actually building their business right now can get some insight on how to do that the right way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm, my entrepreneurial journey has been kind of, uh, it's been fun. There's obviously been uh, a lot of ups and downs into it. Um, I think one of the things that I've enjoyed the most was, uh, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts and I, I don't know if it was Joe Lucas or Charlie Epstein. One of the things he said was that take 5% of your income and invest in yourself in professional development. So I remember, you know, when, when, you know, I wasn't making any money, I was taking 5% and doing it, you know, uh, listening to audiobooks and whatever. So I'm a big fan of investing in, in, in myself. So, uh, I'm huge into audiobooks. Uh, I've recently uh, moved further away from the office. Uh, and so like I commute and so I, uh, my, my cars and my university on wheels and I listen to audible books all the time. Uh, you know, my, my little life hack to it is I listen to them at 1.5 times the speed so I can consume 50% of content in the same amount of time. Um, but I'm also a big fan of things like mastermind groups. I remember one of the first books, uh, so when I was in university, I used to hate to read books because I, I can't read a book for more than two pages. Uh, but when I got back into reading books in kind of like my late twenties, one of the books that really inspired me was uh, Think and Grow Rich and in there they, one of the concepts they talk about is find a mastermind group uh, and I've always been a big fan of mastermind groups so uh, I've done a lot of um, anytime I can find a mastermind that I that I can relate to I, I really latch on to it so uh, right now I'm a member of entrepreneurs organization and it's it's great because there's like a, a forum meeting format where I sit down with uh, seven other entrepreneurs once a month and we discuss uh, you know 
experiences that we're having in our businesses. Uh, there's other more technical mastermind groups because I, I like technology. Um, and yeah, so like, I, I like that whole concept when, uh, when your guest said, you know, 5% invest in yourself, it really resonated with me. Uh, and I've kind of been, uh, been trying to apply that in my career. Nice. That's awesome, man. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, and I, and I love when you're t- talking about, I mean, that's a, a, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are, that are in the same headspace as you or entrepreneurial or trying to grow as well and get feedback is, is a great place to be. Then I'm with you. I use, uh, I use my car time too, for the audiobooks, man. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Net, I think Tony Robbins calls it net time. That's the, yeah. that's the terminology I think it's for. Right. Right. I mean, we God, we can, we can start talking about Tony Robbins all day, man. I want to get yeah. into that, but, um, tell me a little bit about what you're doing, you know, for your, for your, your team, your employees to, to, to build your culture in, in the business. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Cause I, um, so I like technology and I like the financial services space, but there's two things that I'm passionate about and and like in my life. And one of them is customer service. Uh, one of my, you know, first jobs was a paper boy and then I was a waiter and all that stuff. So I love customer service. That's important to me. Uh, but the second thing that's super important to me is culture. Like I love culture. I could, I, I can never get enough of culture related materials. Um, one of the coolest things that I've, we've recently done in our business, we have about 35 employees in our business, um, is, uh, uh, we rolled out a, a, well, we call it the bucket list program. And, you know, I, I look at the unbelievable team here uh, at advisor websites and, you know, how much effort they put in. Um, and one of the things that we want to do is we want to support them in their personal lives because they spend so much time and energy helping us build their business. So one of the things me and my partner looked at is like, how can we support them? So we started a bucket list program where our uh, team members can list all the things on their bucket lists and uh, everybody on our team gets a, a, a few hundred dollars every year and a day off to knock something off their bucket list. But beyond that, like, I think it's such a, like I can walk down the hallway and, uh, you know, I see that, uh, you know, Julie, who's on our ops team, like she wants to take singing lessons because she wants to do a karaoke song, you know, and it's like, it's, you get to, you know, connect with people on such a different level and you get to see where your similarities are. Cause I, you know, one, and the reason why it would it spark this bucket list program for me is that, uh, like a couple of years ago, we're like, Oh, we had this goal. We hit this goal. And I took everybody on a boat cruise and I was like, I, I love boats. Right. I'm like, let's do it. And then I kind of looked around when we're on this boat. I'm like, okay, a third of the people are just like me. They love it. A third of the people are like, okay. And then a third of the people, exactly. And I'm like, I, I want to recognize and reward people and in, in what's important to them rather than what I think would be cool to me. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of the whole essence. And that program has been around for about a, a year and a bit. And it's, uh, it's been awesome. It's been one of the, uh, a, a very shining star in our business recently. So that's awesome, man. I, I love, I love that insight to, you know, wanting to be able to allow your team members to enjoy the success that you guys are all having and having this, um, how, how have you seen, when you've been, since you've started doing this, like the culture and, and the connections and like the ownership of people taking over the roles and, and the business in itself, how have you seen that change? Because I think introducing something like this, you're going to, you see a lot more people probably coming together, especially because you can identify what they're passionate about and you start to match up 
you know, a little bit, you start to connect with other people in the office maybe or, or whatever, whatever happens. How have you seen the, the changes over the last year and a half with this? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been awesome. Like I think people have definitely taken more ownership of things. One of the things that we've recently started to do is we've started to recognize uh, the employees based on our core values. So, you know, if somebody's doing a great job of wowing the client, you know, we give them points towards their bucket list program. So that's, that's been kind of awesome. We've been able to do more spot recognition for the kind of behaviors that we believe uh, are in line with our, with our business vision. Um, the other thing that I've kind of noticed is that uh, we've seen people get out of the office and get together. Like, you know, like when you, when you look at, uh, you know, you have, you have a, a data point of all these different bucket lists, you'll notice there's some overlap. So uh, last year, one of the things that was on people's bucket list was like the Red Bull 400, where people have to run up the a ski jump. And that was on my list too. And I realized that there was like five or six other people in the office that wanted to do it. So we got together outside the office and we, you know, we got to knock something off our own bucket list together. So it's just, uh, it, it brings it more, it brings everything together. Uh, it allows us to recognize the right activities and behaviors and uh, keeps the right people here. And you know, that uh, allows others to move on to better suited sort of businesses for them. Awesome. Awesome. Bart. I love it. So from a standpoint, if, you know, an advisor is listening to this right now and they're, they're, um, growing their business and they're trying to make the, the right decisions. Tell me about a, a little bit, you know, with your growth and, and, and the way that you've been able to grow, um, Talk to me about some of the challenges. Like if you look back and you're like, God, if I had known that or seen that or like just just like from a mindset set standpoint of just like being an entrepreneur at this point and being having enough experience, like if you look back at some of the hurdles you've had to go go through as you've scaled or grown, give give us a little advice about what you would, you know, what you'd say to some of these advisors that are just trying to grow their business, right? Yeah. Uh I, I, I'm hard with advice because I don't know what to say to people. But <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the uh, spot, man. I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, you're, I'm on the spot. But it, in my experience, some of the things that have really helped me out is uh, mentorship. I've always looked to uh, reach out to people that have done it and kind of, you know, I've always sought out seasoned entrepreneurs to kind of bounce ideas back and forth. Um, I know when I was a member of, uh, I sat on the board of Advocates Vancouver. I'd know that there was a mentorship program that where they would match older advisors with younger advisors. And I thought that was a, an, an awesome idea and very sort of similar in terms of what I was trying to do with my business. Uh, a couple of other areas that I kind of got challenged with was as we started scaling the business, uh, not having like an operating system. So we've recently rolled out uh, an entrepreneurial operating system. So systems and procedures, functional accountability charts. Um, I know that some of the other guests that you've had on the show, uh, you know, are pretty good with that, with the coaching and, and all that stuff. So, uh, I'm a big fan of that. Um, and, uh, I, I know that there's a lot of that stuff that's specific for the advisory community. Um, and actually one of the, uh, uh, I'm, in, I'm part of my uh, EO forum group. One of the guys that's uh, in my group, he's a wealth manager, uh, and it's awesome because I get to hear the ins and outs of his business, and he gets to hear the ins and outs of other businesses. So um, those are the kind of experiences that I've had. But there's definitely not having scalable systems and processes, the one that's kind of bitten me in the butt recently. So I'm just kind of, you know, that's fresh in my mind right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's really good. So if you're listening... Um, you know, having a mentor, I think that's so important. Having someone that's kind of 
been down the path, you know, everyone's path is always different, obviously, but been down and gone through some of the, the pains of growing something, being able to, you know, whether it's a coach or just a mentor or someone that you can bounce ideas and get a different perspective is, is a huge thing. So I, I agree with you. Um, I, I love that. Bart, if someone listening right now needs help in this in your field needs needs to maybe re- rebrand themselves or get a website or start something fresh what's the best way for for them to connect with you or or your team yeah for sure so uh definitely check us out on on the web advisorwebsites.com um you know if you're thinking of doing something you can definitely book a demo with one of our uh account managers they can walk you through we can do a quick audit of what you have going on or talk about your ideas and uh yeah just kind of figure out where you are and uh help you in the right direction if we can or point you in the right direction so awesome bart i really appreciate you being on with us today um some great value here uh, for the ones that are going to be listening and uh, yeah man I look forward to, to, to catching you in the future and for the listeners out there um, stay tuned for another episode we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you soon